0: So you've never done one of these before? Nope. Have you ever been on, like, YouTube or...
1: I don't post YouTube videos. Well, I did for, like, a project, but that's not, you know...
0: What was your project about?
1: It was about magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it.
0: Tell me about magnesium, Cushy.
1: <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> MG.
1: Is 12 the... Ton- no, no, that's carbon. What am I doing? It's, like... Twenty something i don't know i don't know anymore that's grade nine
0: i saw this cool mug i think it was on facebook there's this mug you know how they advertise things right and it had all the elements uh, not all the elements but it's spelt because with elements science oh i want that mug for christmas (laughs) That and like a Stranger Things sweater. Oh my God.
1: I love Stranger Things. Like I'm going home today and I'm watching the last episode of that first <sighs> season. I just love that show right now. You're on number
0: 10. You've watched everything. How did you... Not everything, so you saved but the
1: first it. season just on Netflix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're, but you're on the last episode. Yeah. That's the, wow. So you've saved that last episode to Yeah. Savor for the last one.
1: We saw two yesterday, me and my dad and my brother, and now we're going to watch the last one today.
0: Who's your favorite character?
1: Um, I don't have... I like Lovin', but I don't really...
0: Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> she's great.
1: She loves Eggo so much.
0: <laughs> um, Barb?
1: Oh, yeah, Barb, but she's pretty much gone.
0: <laughs> she's not coming back.
1: Yeah, it was disgusting when the stuff was coming out of her. Ugh. Is Will gonna die? I think they're gonna bring Will back because he's Well,
0: up. Well, he's back, but he's maybe not all back. Because something came out of his. Whoa! Okay, never mind. Oh, okay,
1: okay, don't tell me anything. Oh, I, forgot.
0: <laughs> I forgot that. Okay, I'm not saying anymore.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> I forgot Wait. that was the episode. Okay, never mind. Okay. Unzip. I'm good. not. I'm not good at. We'll talk about it kind of tomorrow.
1: Because then, then I'll. Then I'll be... Yeah. Yeah, for okay.
0: sure. So cushy. Hey. What's going on?
1: Um, in our school.
0: No, with you.
1: Oh, with me. I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good too. Good. It's, it's going. It's been a strange week. But, Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's been a few things that have happened that uh, that have been odd to me. Oh. But that's okay.
1: That's good. Well, I've had an interesting week, but it's. I've just been watching a lot of Netflix. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Are you a cord cutter? Do you still have cable?
1: Yeah. I just love Netflix. Yeah. It's better.
0: <laughs> I, I cut. The, I. I'm. I have no cable now. So, so you nice. only watch Netflix. Uh, yeah, basically. Wow, that's good. Um, so Netflix, YouTube, that pretty much covers everything.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: And it's much cheaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like 9 or $10 every month. Yeah, big.
0: for sure. Um, so what's going on with the school?
1: Well, next week, on the 25th, we have our Spirit Day coming up. It's formal day. And at lunchtime, we're doing a fashion show, so... And there's going to be pizza for whoever what? participates. Yeah. Where,
0: where's the fashion show going to be? In the gym. In the gym? Are you going to set up a runway?
1: Yeah, probably. So
0: like a real f- fashion show? Yeah. Cool. We'll um, see
1: what we can do in a week.
0: <laughs> have you got some models?
1: No, but we're encouraging people to dress up for that day. And we're oh, pretty okay. sure people will join so, in.
0: Oh, I see. So whoever dresses up yeah. on the day, you'll put on the runway.
1: Yeah, anyone can join, whoever's dressed up.
0: Have you, have you found a, a host?
1: Yeah, Mr. Turpin.
0: <laughs> Mr. Turpin. I was just going to say, he'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, he's going to announce everyone's names. And
0: oh, that'd be awesome. On the You'll have yeah. some comments. It'll be funny. Yeah. What else is going on?
1: Um. Well, the Christmas assembly is coming up in December, and oh. we're going to have Kiss a Fish, so we're going to be fundraising money for that. So there's going to be a couple of teachers and grade 12s nominated, and they're each going to have a jar, and whoever wants that teacher or that person to kiss a fish for about 10 seconds they should put money in their jar and the most the person with the most money gets to kiss the fish
0: awesome that's always we have
1: good. we have some people in mind mr perdot he's he doesn't want to do it but we're gonna try to get him to do it um money from grade 12 and um miss miller we were thinking about it and mr fernandez bell i don't think he's gonna do it
0: and well it's the ones who don't want to do it that you want to get up, up there right
1: yeah, because everyone wants them to do it. Uh,
0: I find the Christmas assembly is one of our best assemblies. because
1: Yeah, they're funny. We're, like the we're going to try to make it better this year.
0: Yeah, it's the last day before Christmas vacation, mm-hmm. and everybody's in a cheery mood.
1: Yeah, everyone's more jumpy and relaxed.
0: So. And we'll have the Thanks for Teacher Challenges finally showing on that yeah. day too. So that's that's going to be lots of fun. <laughs> I already know... One of the ones that's gonna happen. Which but I'm one? not gonna tell you. Oh I'm not gonna say it? Nope. Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll find out.
0: hmm On the day. No We're spoilers. We're looking forward to
1: it. Okay. <laughs> no
0: spoilers. Anything else?
1: Um well the winter formal's coming up. I think people will really enjoy that. Everyone's already asking their dates to go with them. Aw. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> Everyone's that's getting cute. excited about that. The tickets are on sale right now and next week a couple of days and we asked the grade 10s to do it too now so it's grade 10 11 and 12
0: oh so it includes the grade 10s this time yeah have we done that before
1: i think we did it two years ago oh we did but last year there was no dance
0: so it's gonna be fun yeah yeah good anything else that's pretty much it i don't
1: think so yeah i just hope everyone has a good christmas vacation
0: oh i think it's gonna be great yeah i'm looking forward to skiing and snowboarding
1: oh wow nice do you do that no i'm too scared to do that
0: you're going to have to try. Tubing
1: is easy. That's that's fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or tubing. Yeah, that's fun, too. All right. Thank you, Cushy.
1: No problem. Thanks for coming in. See ya. High five. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Uh, missed. Oh, oh wait. Oh, again.
2: All well done. I, I heard you turned it in late. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I tried to do the best I can, but uh, yesterday at uh, 12 in the morning, you know, that's the, uh, that's the... That's when um, the system shuts down. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure of that. Are you there you on? Okay. Yeah, that's when the system shuts down. Yeah, I uh, was not aware of that. So, you know, people like me, right, um, definitely uh, space things out. But when uh, work gets overloaded, I'm definitely more of a night owl. So I try to stay a bit longer. But uh, that one definitely kind of jumped out of the bushes and punched me in the face. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I think a few people punched you in the face today. (laughs) Not literally, but (laughs) trying to get your report card marks in. Yeah, that... happens. I mean, it happened to all of us.
2: Yeah, that. And also, uh, you know, some people have seen my dance moves, right? Um, <laughs> a couple of students actually came up to me and uh, did a little, uh, what's it called, um, uh, a little dance jig that was quite familiar with what I did, right? So I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Nikich was able to go around and show people uh, that video, which no one well, else will see, by the way, just saying. For, for
0: people who don't know, Mr. Nikich happened to be at a particular birthday party, mm-hmm. and... He sent this video around of you enjoying a, a little dance. <laughs> I'm not going to describe it any further because uh, it'll give it away. But it was a good dance. I don't know what you call that dance in particular. Do you
2: have uh, a name for that? Yeah, I think I'm going to call it the the sideways wiggle. I kind of like the name of that, the sideways wiggle. Um, not only that, but. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty much me just up there just kind of pumping my fists and, uh, you know, kind of shaking my hips. You know, I just got to say that, you know, I never really was one for dancing. Um, you know, a lot of people can dance quite naturally, but whenever I tried it, I kind of look like a robot, right? Like, not one that's really good and fluid, but, you know, one that's broken. So I tend to kind of steer away from that um, as much as possible. But, you know, you just might be in for a surprise. I have a feeling that Mr. Nick is just couple of things up the sleeves, and I just might be seeing that on full screen somewhere. Terrifies me to think that, but uh, I honestly, think that could happen, so well,
0: hold on to your seats. Knowing Mr. Nick I'm sure he's going to make it viral. That's just how he is.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. We so, can make him viral, right?
0: <laughs> I, I mean,
2: th-
0: watching you dance on that video, that just seems like your personality. You like to get out there... Um, do your crazy dance, uh, literally, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just your personality. Can you explain where that com- comes from? Like how, how are you, like, I guess people who know you and students as well, they see you as very outgoing and excited. And, um, like we see, we saw you out there at different events like T4G and, and stuff like that. Um, you can get up there and talk when, when we asked you to go up there and talk. you said, yeah, yeah, sure right? Yeah. So what's that all about?
2: Um, so it's just always kind of been who I am, you know, um, as students will tell you too. And as you know, staff knows, right. All all my other colleagues, right. When I, uh, that's just really just my, been my personality since day one. So I've just never really been, um, afraid of, uh, just kind of be myself in front of other people. Uh, I don't really yeah, I definitely do get nervous. You know, I'm not going to say the first time I ever went up and public spoke like that. So for those of you guys who don't know, when I was up at Thanks for and made that speech, that was the first time that I actually went up and spoke publicly. I'm not even joking. In, really? In a, in a crowd that large. Yeah, for sure. And it, seemed, it might have seemed like I was, uh, you know, calm and collected, but, you know, which I was. I felt comfortable. But, you know, deep down, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that, you know, there was definitely a, a little fire blazing inside. It was a little... Bit nervous, right? When I looked around, saw you know 400, 500 eyes on me, right? The the, the 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 mayor was looking at, you know, um, he she was sitting right behind me as well. So, um, you know, definitely a little nerve wracking, but um, I definitely do. I've been told that I've seen more comfortable than the average person would be and I think that all just comes down to to answer your question um, you know the whole ADHD thing right so uh, I do want to expand on that because I actually told all my students so I Uh right away when I go into my classrooms I tell my students that I have it right and it kind of makes me who I am right Uh so uh, I think it kind of comes from that you know do something and then think about it after you know so I think um, that kind of adds on to that as well I got no I got no worries about talking about that I think awareness is something that um, you know kind of steer stigma away from it, right? And I'm definitely the kind of person, I've done some research on it during my university years and I think that there's a lot of positives to be gained from that and I want to, you know, let students know and everyone else know that, you know, uh, what could be, you know, seen as a quote-unquote disorder could actually be your strongest asset, right? So, uh, it's kind of like kryptonite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess kryptonite or reverse kryptonite. I was going to say,
2: if you're Lex Luthor, I was just yeah. going to add that in. But then um, yeah. I just like decided to lean back. I wish I did now. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I mean, you were diagnosed earlier on?
2: Yeah. When I was um, seven years old, I was diagnosed.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what were the first clues of that from your, I guess, from your parents?
2: Well, um...
0: Or from your teachers? It was
2: more from my teachers, for sure. Um, I was definitely the student that... Um, would make your hair go gray. I'm speaking to you directly person to person here, Mr. Kung, right? Uh Uh, Being here on the other side of the table as a teacher right now, um, if I had myself um, in the classroom, right, I just might have retired. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm obviously joking, but um, yeah, definitely teachers always said that I was very restless. Um, I had a hard time focusing. Uh, I'd always distract and annoy people. Uh, You know, definitely when I was younger, I definitely had... um, the label that I was quite an annoying individual, right? Um, not just to parents and to adults, but to other friends and family as well, right? So other friends that I met in school thought that I was really hella annoying, right? So, um, at the same time, there's something about me that kind of drew me to them. They thought I was quite a unique individual. So, um, I think that's what I can tell you again, distractibility. Um, I talked quite a bit, right? Talked a lot. Um, tend to go off topic, hard time focusing. I'd fidget a lot, right? So I'd drum my fingers, um, you know, shake my leg. i again, going to go back to it. I spoke really fast, and these are the symptoms the doctors said, hey, I think this guy just might have attention deficit hyperactivity uh, disorder, right? It's emphasis on the hyperactivity part uh-huh. there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's not like I've been teaching here for 13 years. It's not like I've never seen that before. I've seen that quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But... I mean, when you said you were annoying, was, was that like you trying to be annoying or was that, you know, like, I think a lot of us to some extent, um, like I know I get irritable when I have to sit there for a long time. I know Mm -hmm. I get irritable when it's about stuff that I'm not particularly interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that at least in, in everybody, but in terms of what you experienced, I guess it was uh, heightened to to a greater extent. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how were you annoying to your teachers, do you think?
2: Oh, um, well, you know, all my teachers wanted, um, of course, was, you know, teaching's gone a very different direction than when I was a student. I'm going to say that like 100%. Um, Whereas back in the day, um, teachers kind of had this, I guess you could say, these expectations, they were solid, right? And you had to fit into this mold. And if you didn't, then, you know, quote-unquote, you're a problem child, right? So um, that's what they told my mom and my dad, right, directly when they had meetings. Like, John's like a problem child. He doesn't fit into your average mold, right? Um, Of course I don't because I'm not your average person, right? Um, I guess you could say, quote-unquote. So to answer your question, I didn't fit into this mold that they had expectations of me, of sitting down there, um, listening, when I you know, when I was, when I was bored, uh, they always wanted me to, um, you know, always pay attention again, um, you know, always participate and always uh, progress forward, right? Even with things that I wasn't quite interested in, right? So if anyone out there, um, you know, teachers, uh, staff and students alike, if anyone has ADHD, you know that if you're bored, With something, right? There is no way, right, that you will continue, you know, being enthusiastic or passionate about it because simply, why, you know, waste your time? Because you will, you know, lose interest so quickly, right, that you'll sit there and find something else to latch your attention on. So, um, my behaviors that came up because of that, um, I was, uh, again, like poking people beside me, right? Uh, You know, like when I was Mm -hmm. in elementary school, like blowing in their ear uh, Mm -hmm. just to, like, just for fun, because I was so bored about learning about, like, you know, for example, like, you know, like, Uh, you know, like uh, the the process of how like trees convert oxygen into like, you know, carbon dioxide, right? Some people, that's very interesting, right? Like you, Mr. Kung, you might find that uh, really fascinating, right? I found that dreadfully boring. So I'd turn around and see my friend Omir and I'd blow in his ear and poke him, right? With a pen and stuff like that. And it would drive teachers absolutely nuts, right? And I didn't quite understand what I was doing, but um, that's exactly how, uh, you know, my behavior manifests, especially in elementary school years. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you think
0: teaching has changed over the years to i mean you you mentioned that things yeah. have you seem to have mentioned that something's improved oh, so sure, what, yeah. what do you what do you think has changed to to help with
2: um, kids who are like that now i think the mindset has changed um 100 percent. the mindset of teachers have changed uh, and their expectations and their support i guess you can say that the mindset of how they support students right whereas before it was you know here's a circular um type of mold if you're a square if you're a star you don't fit in right um you're mm-hmm. pretty much going to get uh, left out right so a good example of that is one time in grade 3 when i first got diagnosed uh, the teacher then my grade 3 teacher instead of you know finding different learning modules, right? Different activities that fit my needs. She automatically labeled me as a bit of an outcast. So she'd put a little table at the side of the the corner of the room and she made me sit all alone and Uh, like just kind of do my own thing, right? You know, growing up, especially when you're grade three, it actually has like a pretty tremendous um, effect on you. Even when teachers say something mean to you, right? Um, It actually has like a lasting effect. I'll remember I I felt so hurt when she did that, that even when I think about it now, like it kind of you know, it definitely like hurts you a bit, right? And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what's changed quite a bit now where now before it was the teacher's always right. Here's a mold. You have to fit through it. And now, um, what the reason that I became a teacher and, you know, what I was so happy to see during my time, uh, you know, here at Delaview and uh, in the Delta school district is the mentality isn't, you know, here's a mold. You have to fit to it, but it's, I'm the teacher, right? We're the teachers. Um, we know that everyone's different. We got to make lessons, right? And we got to make expectations fit for everybody and not just one kind of person. And that's exactly how I kind of go about doing my, uh, you know, in my, you know, how I go at doing my projects in class, right? Uh, I guess you could say if I do have tests, right, I make it so students have choice, right? Students are, for example, not very, uh, you know, if they get nervous when it comes to presentations, right? um, I don't make them feel uncomfortable I don't make them feel bad. I give them choice in doing other assignments that still showcase that they're how they learned right so um, I really like that about how teaching's gone nowadays and how the focus isn't the teacher but more the students and that really fits in with how um, my philosophy is based on how I was treated when I was in grade three up till grade seven right so terribly
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. no I, I would agree with that I think uh, teachers at this school because that's all I know. Um, they make a pretty good effort of trying to work on empathy and trying to figure out what is going on in a student's lives. Because uh, with a student's life, there's so many things going on at home, there's so many things going on at school, It's high yeah. school, right? There's relationships, there's different issues going on. Uh, and so when you think of it as, like, there is a story to every person, uh, and adults included, um, then you start thinking about why why they're behaving the way that they are behaving, because Mm -hmm. there's a reason for that. It's not like they're just trying, they're just out to get you or anything like that. So you have to find ways in which you can enrich their lives, right? And Mm -hmm. it doesn't, the same method doesn't fit for everybody.
2: No, there is no, like, the whole fad that there is, like, one method for everyone is rather ridiculous, right? Because everybody's different. (laughs) Everyone's Mm -hmm. a different person. Um, I'd say the way that they're raised and, you know, um, what they're, what, what their, I guess you could say their interests are really determine who they are and how they learn too, right? So some people absolutely love sitting down and like listening to a lecture, right? Uh, you know, if someone's talking at you, I will, give me about 20 minutes and I'll be asleep, right? You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, get me engaged and get me doing research and teaching my peers and doing collaborative work. I actually learn the best that way. But again, it's different for everyone. So, you know, um, it's, you gotta be, malleable, right? You got to mold your teaching style that everyone else needs. So I agree with that hundred percent.
0: So you were diagnosed at, at seven. Yeah. How did you, what were some ways that you, you dealt with ADHD throughout your life? Like you're an adult now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somewhat.
2: <laughs> that's, that's symptom, right? Um, child and adult's body, right? And, uh, there's <laughs> Uh, that's something that I pride myself in, but, um, as you probably know, I'm a bit of a child, right? Um, how do I deal with it? So people have to know that. Uh, ADHD is actually quite a complicated, um, I guess you could say behavioral disorder, right? I don't even consider it a disorder, right? Uh, forget that. I think it's just uh, who I am, right? And I yeah. wholeheartedly embrace it like a child embraces a teddy bear after winning uh, you know, a big teddy bear at, uh, what's it called, those little dark games at the, the carnivals, right? <laughs> that kind of stuff, right? Maybe the big red one. So, That's um, a good Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> when you're young, ADHD, it looks different. So you're energetic, Uh, You tend to, um, you know, poke other people. You have this pent-up energy in the pit of your stomach where you have to get the energy out. So I kind of take that back. not just poking people. That's not a symptom, right? But that's a manifestation of the energy you have in your stomach, right? So some people with ADHD tend to zone out. Some people um, are very athletic and they're very focused on one thing. Um, Some people can't sit still. They fidget. uh, They interrupt uh, teachers in the speaking. interrupt parents that are speaking, Um, you know, uh, and... For others, a general, um, I guess you could say universal type of um, symptom is, you know, if they're not, if people with ADHD aren't interested in something, right, they're pretty much drop their interest uh, completely, right? It's not that I don't want to do that or we don't want to do that, right? If I can use that label, right? It's just that it's very difficult for um, me to, to focus on something when that happens. So um, when I was younger, uh, I didn't know what to do. I, again, like I told you, because I was always labeled and I was kind of seen as an outcast, I always had this negative connotation of myself. I was kind of um, you know, very hard on myself, right? I was kind of ashamed of myself for having it. You were know? you an
0: outcast by the adults, or by the were you also outcast by your, your by, by
2: peers? A little bit of both. Uh, more definitely so the the adults. Um, I had a really good, close group of friends, mm-hmm. so they. Uh, I, I didn't really quite feel that that much, but you know, I felt like an outcast amongst my peers when you know my grades weren't as good as theirs, right? And you definitely kind of, you know, definitely kind of feel. Bad about that? Just you know, you think to yourself. I'm trying so hard. Why I can't? Why are my grades? You know, why am not, not as good as everyone else? Right? You know, and these questions start to come up. you start to kind of think about it yourselves without anyone having to telling you. So, um, yeah. When I was younger, I definitely had um, had a lot of that going on. Um, so because the adults were so keen on telling me, like, you know, that I wasn't performing as well as I should be, that there's something wrong with me, I put myself down. and got a little depressed. You know, not gonna lie about that but then um when i got to when i became an adult like actually right when i was like 16 17 that's when the symptoms of adhd change quite a bit so it's not energy that comes out anymore it's uh adult adhd um the symptoms are you're more disorganized right uh you're energetic but um you know you you don't have the pent up energy anymore it it goes from being like a big pent up ball of energy to um, Disorganization, right? So, organization skills become uh, very difficult, right? Hence the uh, cards. the late report cards. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, Miss Kyle. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Miss Stevens. But um, uh, again, um, that's just uh, one example of that, right? Um, I deal with that as an adult by downloading apps and using techniques to organize myself as best as possible. So, if you ask students, if you ask other people. Just this, just this one instance where I couldn't get uh, the podcast done. But generally speaking, people say that I'm quite organized. You know, I'm here very early. You know, the, my class are always organized. Uh, you know, uh, everything gets done on time. I plan ahead, but it, it's not a very simple process for me. I literally have four apps that I use to organize myself. I use Wunderlist, iPhone app, the Google app for calendars, right? A priority list, tons of apps to help me out with that. And I just, through the years, I've come to, uh, you know, I guess you could say, Organize myself by the use of technology, which is something that I'm sure makes you quite happy to hear, right? It's helped me lot. Well, unlock, I mean, so
0: yeah. I, I use some of the same apps myself. I, I, ha- list is I awesome. have my <laughs> – yeah, I, I don't use that. I use just the iPhone one, but a to-do list. Mm-hmm. I have a to-do list. I've got notes. I've got notes all over the place. I've got my calendar always beeping all the time. Uh that's because, you know, early on in my life, I found myself being very forgetful. <laughs> and so I've had to write things down. Otherwise, you know, I, I just forget.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I guess we all find ways to to sort things out. And, and over time, we find strategies to deal with it. And then we're fine. We can function.
2: Mm-hmm. Certainly. To the best of our abilities. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, can
2: you talk a little bit about your...
0: Your childhood, like what was it like? You grew up in Richmond, just like yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like?
2: Richmond is Richmond is awesome. Yeah. Um I.
0: You have a brother.
2: I've got two half brothers. Yeah. Two
0: half brothers. Okay. Yeah. So
2: they're um, they're forty three and forty two this year. So uh, a bit of an age gap, but um, they're on my they're on my dad's side, uh-huh. and uh, they're two half brothers. And I actually <laughs> actually learned that they were half brothers, like literally, like when I was twenty four. Um, wow. Yeah. So my parents. They, um... They told me in a very unique and comical kind of way, right? Which, when I think back on, it kind of makes me laugh. It. I'm not kidding at all here, mm-hmm. by the way, right? So, okay. um, my parents they their old school Korean, right? So uh, they think if there's something that is uh, that could be a possible issue in the family, right? Just don't bring it up, right? Just like hide it under the rug and uh, you know bring it up later when like you know it's all done with. So um, I always wondered. I was like, my brothers, they got different personalities than I do, right? Like I'm very outgoing, um, you know. I'm distracted. Uh, I'm very friendly, right? They're more on the aggressive side. Uh, they're the very competitive. And uh, very much type A personalities, right? You know, I mean, like very so like natural born leaders. I'm not saying I'm not a leader, but you know, they're very much they exude that type of energy, right? So I told my mom one time, I was like, "Mom, like, why are they older than I am?" Right? They kind of she kind of just said, "Oh, you know, like we actually just wanted a daughter, so we tried again uh, <laughs> to, to have a daughter, but actually uh, you came out, right?" So I said, "Okay." <laughs> um, so that's what I believed the entire time. Lies. I, come, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I come home from work one day. I used to landscape. I used to pave. So I was 24, 25, around that age. I'm covered in like mud, and it's like pouring rain outside, uh, dirty, and I just want to hit the shower so badly and just make myself a nice cup of coffee, right? My dad kind of comes, grabs me by the other arm and goes, John, come here. You got you to come here. I just want to show you something. I just want to get you to do it's quick, quick activity. And I was like, can I go shower first? And he says, no, you can't. Right. So he, <laughs> he brings me over. He has this like pen and paper ready for me to draw on, like on this, like on this dinner table. So I go, what is this? And he goes, sit down and, um, uh, draw your family tree. Right. So it took about 20 minutes. I drew my entire family tree, right? Wait, you're 24
0: you're drawing
2: <laughs> yeah, a picture yeah. of your family tree. Yeah. So I told <laughs> me to do that. So I was like, fine. Again, telling him I'm covered in mud, shivering. Right. Um, I, draw the family tree and then the branch the arm that goes from my name to my brother's name as he's laughing right so my dad says to him he goes you're wrong about that he gets his pen and makes an X like where the uh, <laughs> where the arms are <laughs> so, so that's what he did that was your introduction <laughs> that's dude. my introduction right oh my god! as he's laughing so, you know, when I found out about that, I literally said, like, what the hell? Like, what What do you mean, right? Like, yeah. my entire, like, my entire life a lie? Like, what's going on here, right? So, uh, he told me, he's like, well, we thought that if we told you when you were younger that you might get bothered about that, but, um, yeah, so that's what he told you uh, when you were 24. So, I told, I asked my dad, I was like, does my brothers know about that? And he goes, yeah, of course. Do you, does mom know about that? Yeah, everyone knew, except for you.
0: Everyone <laughs> knew. Your brothers knew about me. this.
2: Yeah. So, funny, the next day, it was actually, my. Um, My graduation dinner, so we all went out together. So this coincided absolutely perfectly. We go out to Chosan Garbi, the wonderful Korean restaurant out in Burnaby, Mm -hmm. sitting down eating. And then so I brought it up, right? I literally kind of drummed my fingertips and said, So, um, I heard that, uh, you guys are my uh, half brothers, right? Right? And then the way my family reacts was absolutely quite shocking. It was quite ridiculous. So they kind of said it very as a matter of fact fashion. My brother just said, turned to me and said, Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, uh, my mom. She pretty much seemed kind of shocked, but you know her reaction was very—it uh, was priceless. As well, she looked at me and goes, "Doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter at all. Like it's okay, it's, it's okay, fine. it's okay, right?" I told her I was like, "I would have liked to know earlier, right?" But um, you know, at the end of the day, I really didn't care. Um, but yeah, that's how I knew, and it was very that's much amazing, matter of fact, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, there's a there's a TV show there somewhere. That's yeah, a, that's a comedy right there. Send it to
2: Netflix, right? You might be able to <laughs> get some royalties off
0: that. But isn't there? There's a show right now called Kim's Family. Kim's Convenience,
2: so much? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I'm actually going to tell you a really, really funny story uh, regarding uh-huh. stereotypes and the Korean family, right? So yeah. Mr. Nikic was teaching stereotypes. Um, in his class. So I literally walked by, and he, of course, grabs me, right? He does his usual thing, like, hey, John, Mr. Kim, come over here, right? Grabs my arm, drags me in, in front of a whole classroom, <laughs> classroom full of students. Yeah, he does And that. He, he told me, he goes, well, we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes. He goes, so um, we're talking about how this and that person, uh, he is uh, of Chinese descent, right? So he must own a corner store, right? Uh, this person is of, uh, you know, East South Asian descent, right? He or she must, uh, you know, his parents must own, drive a driver, taxi right again he's talking about the negative effects of stereotypes right so he looks at me as a joke says so Mr. Kim you must own a laundromat right I kid you not my family owns a laundromat <laughs> on Kingsway and Fraser right on the corner so I told Matt and he looks at me deadpan eyes and goes you ruined the whole thing man <laughs> and he starts laughing um, so he's trying uh, yeah. to disprove
0: the stereotype but then you yeah. confirmed it
2: I, right they, we out. also do dry cleaning <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we make our own kimchi and dig it out in the they back they make their tea, own yeah. kimchi uh, it's really awesome. good <laughs> yeah
0: well, you know, stereotypes are there for a reason.
2: <laughs> it's funny. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So then, when did you when did you decide that
2: you wanted to go into teaching? When I was um when I was in grade um ten and eleven, I knew I was going to go into teaching. Really? Yeah. That's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I knew. Yeah. Well, so like, how did you know? The reason for that was because <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of thought back and I thought this was something that I would really enjoy doing. Like, you know, I'm very much a people person. Again, going back to ADHD, as that turned into adult ADHD, um, I came to the realization early that um, it wasn't really, again, me, it wasn't really my fault uh, when it came to my, um, you know, um, versions with school, but it was more, um, you know, the possibility that teachers at my school weren't really treating me well, right? So I came to this conclusion. I was like, you know what? I think if I became a teacher, I'd be much more uh, understanding. And I think I'd mm. really dedicate my life to making sure that other students don't have the experience that I that I did, right? That I wouldn't put other people down. Uh, I would support everyone individually, right? Uh, based on their needs. Uh, so I thought to myself, I think this is a really, really good uh, good profession for you to go into, right? So I was in grade 10. Grade 11, I had a really good teacher. His name was um, uh, Mr. Hughes it was edwin you over at uh, Stevenson secondary right so mm-hmm. he he was a new teacher and he really um you know his i really liked his teaching style he never put me down he always kind of encouraged me right um and i kind of picked up on that and then when i got to Grade 12 again had a really a uh, good history 12 teacher um took summer school i'm a nerd right so um and her name was uh, miss davidson right over in richmond as well and she actually uh very much did the same thing she never ever put me down she's very uh professional and very personable, right? Made a relationship with me. I wasn't just like that annoying kid in the back that interrupted her, but I was someone that she uh, wanted to help out for my own right. So when I saw that, I thought to myself, there are people like that, that actually, uh, you know, are in the teaching profession. And I do want, uh, you know, to be that kind of person. So those are the kind of people that I, again, I uh, rather strive to be like, right? So that's why I kind of got into teaching and I haven't uh, straight a path since really. I love my job, right? You can probably always tell I got a big smile on my face, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, I love participating and, you know, after school <clears throat> activities and just hanging out with students and, you know, even just like, uh, you know, hanging out and talking to students about, you know, everyday life and about, uh, you know, their assignments, but not just assignments, but, you know, uh, what you know, what's how their experience is like as being students, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely enjoy the communal part of it. And you know, as you know, right, teaching it's not a job where it ends when you go home, right? Um, oh,
0: definitely
2: no, no. <laughs> that's no. when it begins, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I that's how I knew I was gonna um go into teaching. And again, this is another sense of ADD, right? Veering off topic, which obviously I seem to do quite often, right? So, it's okay, uh, you you're,
0: on, you're on the right show, awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you're totally. Yeah, I mean, at home, my, my wife's a teacher as well, so you can imagine the conversations. And our kids are probably going, uh, "Enough of this!" <laughs> yeah. dad, our kids dad, will probably I, not be teachers. Can,
2: can, can I get the food and eat in my room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Pedagogy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rubrics, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, it definitely stays with you wherever you go. Like even even when I'm on vacation, I I hate to say it, like I do relax on vacation, but
2: you never do, right? You no. Know,
0: I'm taking pictures at a museum and what am I thinking about? I'm thinking, oh, I got to show this to my science class cuz this, this is cool stuff. Yeah. Right? just constantly constantly, mm-hmm. oh, this is uh this would be a good a, a project. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it doesn't leave you. It's like a well, it's more like to me it's like a calling, right?
2: Yeah, you, so, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah. for me like when when a student's having a hard time because of again, uh like <clears throat> a personal issue rate, um it does stay with you, right? Um, you know, it is supposed to be. Uh, you know, a lot of people do recommend just like you know, leaving work at work and going home. But you know, because you're so part of the community, because it's uh, you know, a job without walls, literally and mm-hmm. figuratively speaking, right? Um, sometimes, like you, you truly personally care for that person. You're like, I just want nothing best for them, right? So, uh, so those kind of things where um, you know, empathy again, right? That's that, that's that's the major. Um, you know, ingredient for uh, being successful, I think, right? You know what I mean? Right, being sure. sincere empathy, not just like, you know, like, Hey, you know, three o'clock's done. I'm going to beat my students at the door, right? That kind of thing. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've got a student teacher and one of the, the things that he's, he's a I, handsome, I,
2: handsome young man. Oh yeah.
0: Nice hair. Uh, Justin's great. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I am just, I just lucked out, but, you know one of the things we talked about, and he he understood this already, but it's about the relationships that you have with them that's that's the starting point right Absolutely empathy, yeah. the relationship you have with them you can't go anywhere without that no um it's hard to get anywhere without that i mean it's it's not like you're buddy-buddy, but it's like you need to understand what their needs are. You need to understand where they're coming from or mm-hmm. make an effort to. Yeah. And that makes you a better teacher because you care about them and you want to try to find ways for to make it work. As opposed to just saying, you know, this guy's annoying me and I'm not, I don't care what his story is and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so many barriers come up because of that kind of thing. So you really have to understand or try to understand and make an effort to do that
2: it's kind of like yeah because you see students every day right so if you think about how often you're um you know spending time with them it's, it's quite a bit right like i can barely see myself in the mirror for like five times a week right well, <laughs> so, Yeah, and a lot yeah. of
0: students think of this school as as home as home yeah yeah it's amazing like you see kids probably when we leave this interview you'll see kids around mm-hmm. right
2: like I gotta say, I, I do absolutely love the school. Uh, I like the community aspect of it quite a bit. And, you know, I find that the school is uh, one thing as well is that, like, from other schools, the big difference is that, like, the activities and the leadership is really held in the hands of the student, right? And that's what's good about the school, right? And that's, that's what's good about building leadership skills is when you give power to students and this mutual respect where you know that uh, they're. Um, incentives are focused around making them a better student body right and you know that makes us as teachers happy to see that right you know Mm -hmm. um so again that's very special something very special about uh you know delvey you know for example um in an analogy right you know the adults uh, you know our hands aren't in the cookie jar right we're not like controlling everything right so um you know that's something that's very special at this place i think as well
0: well it probably wasn't always like that it's something that was established over time Mm -hmm. i mean I come from Richmond, and you come from Richmond. I, I know in Richmond, I grew up uh, going through a system that was very much about student leadership, uh, mm-hmm. like strong student leadership. Everything was up to us, basically. Yeah. I remember being at Richmond High and being part of the student council, and we did everything. I mean, we had a, sp- a sponsored teacher who was the vice principal, and he basically checked on us once in a while, but, I mean, it was all us. It was all on us. Uh, whether we failed or succeeded, it was all on us. Uh, and when you get get that kind of opportunity, you you improve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing at our school. Uh, I think a hands-on approach is is great. Uh, once in a while, you check on them, make sure everything's okay in terms of how they're feeling. And, um, I mean, once in a while, if they fall flat on their face, then, you know, you try to, to coach them to to learn from that as opposed to, you know, uh, not doing anything about it. So, right. Yeah. It's a good learning experience. Like I, I see a lot of leaders come out of here having, having learned a lot. Um, some of them are very outgoing and they have to bring it down a bit and learn to trust other people. And some of them are, you know, um, not as outgoing and they have to learn to, to, to become more, um, uh, direct and assertive. Right, so there's there's different people coming from different places and learning to, how to make it work.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, it's part of the experience of being at school. So it's it's good that a lot of our kids are very involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what can, what do you do in your spare time, Mr. Kim?
2: I uh, definitely like to exercise. Um, again, when it comes to um, when it comes to as you know teaching this, free time is kind of hard to come. up. Compound, right? It's kind of like finding like, you know, like Golden Ticket like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? It's like three in the entire world. Um, but uh, during the summer breaks and my winter holidays, honestly um, what I enjoy doing best is spending time with family. Like I told you, exercising, playing sports, like recreationally, right? I'm not like a cutthroat kind of like sports addict, right? But... Um, I, my as you all know my passion is definitely photography and traveling so mm-hmm. those two uh, are my absolute favorites eating out as well like eating out at a new <laughs> d- different restaurants yeah. right uh, my, my girlfriend once quoted that like my hobbies if I uh, had a Facebook profile right um, it would be interest would be eating chicken and sleeping right so, <laughs> so uh, there you go uh, I definitely like eating different types of food uh, I think languages and foods is almost like a ticket not a ticket but you know like a gateway to understanding how uh, different cultures are right and I really i really do oh, yeah, for sure enjoy that right i'm uh, not just like eating the food itself to enjoy it but you know talking with the wait- waiter and waitresses right um talking about you know the history of the food i do i actually do do this right and um, where it comes where it comes from uh what's the custom of eating it right um i do quite enjoy learning a- about that so i'd say like learning about cultural differences eating different kinds of food traveling photography or definitely my uh i know you've
0: you've traveled a lot yeah and i think that- that's probably what you're talking about in terms of talking to to waitresses. I mean, you, you probably don't go to McDonald's and say, "Hey, where does this food come from?" I mean, we know we know where it comes from. It's all chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, you you did a lot of traveling yeah. in uh, in Asia, and have you like been to Europe? No, well? actually,
2: uh, ironically enough, I actually haven't been to uh, much of Asia. I've just been oh, really? to just been to Korea just to visit my, my family twice. Oh, okay. um, but I've done I've done um, Europe. I've done a lot of the Middle East, I've done all of, almost all of South America, I've done large chunks of Central America, I've done Mexico, and uh, yeah, those are the areas. In Australia, of course, I did, I did Australia as well, it was the first trip that I ever went on, so we, we got a camper van and we, uh, when I was of age, we, we drove up the entire coast and it was absolutely, absolutely beautiful and amazing, yeah.
0: Wow. Have you um, talked to Hobson about that?
2: Oh, all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time, yeah. Yeah. Where's he from? These Melbourne, are Melbourne, down, down yeah. south, yeah. That's how you say it, Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. It's not Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought first, and then everyone kind of told me, like, yeah. you're being a toss pot, man, you got to say Melbourne, right? <laughs> so I kind of started saying like that from now on, so yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, it's such a good education when you travel, when you if you get a chance, right? You get out there, it's an immersive experience, and you're forced to do things that you wouldn't normally do, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Culture. So, mm-hmm. do you have any uh, good stories to share?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Don't share any of the ones where you got sick, because you, I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you talked about that at lunch in the staff room, and I was just, it was a good thing I finished eating.
2: I think you're actually still chewing your food, aren't you? Uh,
0: I think I was at the end. But I, I have a high tolerance for that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm fine with it, you know, having had two kids and talking about and poos and diapers <laughs> with other people
2: I guess I am a child that's all I talk about I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me um, so I've told my st- students some stories um, I'll tell you a couple actually that come to mind so you're telling how you're about how um, travel, traveling brings out um, what's it called a uh, Brings out the best and the worst. You're just telling me that, right? How, like, you know, you get put into certain situations where you wouldn't be... Um,
0: well, you're forced to yeah, yeah, you're, you're deal forced. with
2: it. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, like, the best and the worst comes out in you, right? So everyone knows that, you know, I'm um, I'm usually a very um, patient person, right? But there's definitely some times when you're traveling where, you know, you get a little impatient, right? So uh, that's coming a couple of times. But I'll tell you a couple of stories, um, what I'm talking about, where I got impatient. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, it's very situational, so... <clears throat> First one, anything can happen when you're traveling, absolutely anything. So when I was in Switzerland, uh, it was at Lake Geneva and it was Swiss national day. So it's fireworks going off, right? Um, you know, people are eating ice cream, uh, skating around, you know, um, having a, having a great time with family, right? Um, and then, uh, up happening is me and my friends are hanging up by, by the beach, uh, just enjoying the fireworks. All of a sudden these two this group of Swiss kids come out, they're about 16 years old and you know, I was around 24 at the t- 23 at the time and I'm um, with my uh, my friends who were from Germany, right? So we traveled down south to Switzerland, hanging out there. All of a sudden, um, I see this altercation going on. One of the kids, uh, you know, he starts pushing my friend around and uh, again, my friends, you know, bigger guy, right? He decides starts to be the bigger man and walk away, right? So he walks in, asks my family, like what's going on there? Like what happened? He's like, you know, there's being kids, you know, I just wanted to kind of walk away from that. I just want to enjoy my day, so I just kind of walked away no reason why they approached him, right? Just kind of pushed him just to be tough. I hear this weird French word, right? So I turn around and then I see these like little yellow dots coming towards me, right? So all of a sudden my eyes get really wet and I pretty much just wonder to myself, like what was that, right? So two seconds passes and then I feel this incredible stinging that just like happens to come into my eye. Do you remember, do you know racha? Yeah. yeah, imagine getting that in your eye. That's what it felt like, right? Oh. And then it turned to habanero peppers, and then it turned to the cayenne pepper. Um, so I slowly realized that what happened was I got pepper sprayed, right? So yeah. what ended up happening was they're trying to go for my friend, but I got most of it because, you know, it's hard to, like, aim with pepper spray, right, even think about that. So they shot it from afar, and I got all of it, and my friend just got, like, a couple drops, right? So, um, again, they're trying to get him, but they got me instead. So that's what happened to me. Um, witnesses say that I actually just, like walked towards the edge and so I had to push me away because I was going to fall into the lake. I dropped on my knees and, I like, opened my arms, like, uh, um, you know, like, I opened my arms, started, like, yelling, like, screaming, like, mm-hmm. ah! and dropped to, my, dropped to the ground and started, like, That's rubbing painful. my eyes. Yeah. Oh, it hurt so much. It hurts yeah. so much. Um, it was the spiciest thing I have ever... <laughs> experienced the spiciest thing and you know, like, you've
0: had some spicy things
2: you know when you you know when you uh, cut jalapeno peppers yeah. or, like you like rub your eye with it by accident it's like that Never times that. times 90 i have okay. i did like last week but yeah be so careful. uh that was my experience and then um ambulance came and they gave me eye drops and i woke up and i was my eyes are the size of this uh you know the snowball mic here is really puffy wow and it just hurts so much
0: so these little swiss kids yeah <laughs> I thought Swiss were neutral. <laughs> I thought they were peaceful people. But, you so, know. So, so
2: did I. <laughs> and you did nothing. Nothing. I just didn't, didn't talk to them, didn't look at did absolutely nothing. They didn't, they were trying to get my friend, but they got me instead, so. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, I, when you talk about becoming impatient on trips, mm-hmm. my experience is, like, when you're with somebody else, mm-hmm. I and mean, this is why it's a good test of a relationship. Like when you're traveling, because <laughs> yeah. you're you're put into a really tough situations sometimes, and you don't know the language, you're confused, you don't know where to go, you're lost. Um, so it's like a really really stressful situation. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I went to Cuba with a friend backpacking around Cuba, and nice. not we didn't just go to Havana and then the resort. It was like. Actually, Straight up, yeah, yeah. Actually, backpacking, taking cabs, and going around Cuba, and and so <laughs> the first time, like, I, this was a good friend of mine, and we laugh about it now. But when we were there, totally, like, he he had flashbacks because he's from the Philippines of the Philippines. Oh, this is like Manila. What's going on? I was totally enjoying myself, and <laughs> uh, he he would most likely stay in the hotel and just. Get cooped up in the hotel. they so not
2: leave, right? No, yeah.
0: I, I guess he was shell shocked because uh, when we landed in Havana, uh, there was no lights because they have f- they have frequent power outages, right? Um, and I guess he wasn't expecting that. And then we had to, um, you know, bargain with the taxi cabs for for a ride, and mm. I was fine with that, but he had an issue with that. Um, so it was all very shocking to him. I, I, didn't, ex- I didn't, I didn't like. My thought was, you come from Manila. You should be used to this kind of thing, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently not. Like, I guess he was very privileged <laughs> in, in the Philippines. But anyways, um, the whole time I, I just found it very funny because then, then I realized oh, you really get to know a person and how they are in a tough situation in, in those cases. And it was, it was okay. It turned out okay. Like, we, we kind of figured out, you know, I, I'm a very tolerant person, but we kind of figured out, you know, how it had to be, and he needed his time off to chill out in the hotel, and I need to go out and explore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so right, So we right, kind of, there was, was times nature, when we yeah. were
0: together, and times we just had to split apart and do our own thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, traveling is, is good for that. You you really discover things about yourself and about other people.
2: Yeah, and what the, the major, I guess you could say the, the biggest um, lesson I learned traveling was, um, you know, everyone talks so much about, we teach you, we teach everyone in school here how, like, you know, like, oh, multiculturalism, you know, like, people have, dif- you know, differences, but you really don't, you really can't fully understand, right, um, like, it's not fair for me to say that, but, like, you know, you, you get a deeper understanding of how similar people are through differences, Unless you go traveling, right? You really get to see how differences in culture and language and religion, um, all the, those sorts of uh, social differences, right? They're more a cause for celebration because we're all we are all truly uh, the same people deep down at heart. down down at heart, right? We all want what's best for the world. We all want, uh, you know, what's best for our families and friends and community, right? So uh, all through the world is quite like that. So uh, a good example is when I went to, you know, the Middle East or, you know, like even South America, right? I, you know, I was pretty naive, right? Um, I never traveled outside North America or Australia before and I didn't really know what to expect, right? Um... But once you get there, you see how, people, how, you know, open, mind, you know, how open people are, right? How, how they come and hug you and, you know, how they, they offer to help you out and, you know, how they welcome you into their homes and feed you. And that happened a couple times, right? Um, stuff like that, right? And having conversations with them in either Spanish or English, right? Or, uh, you know, even in English in Europe, right? You really get to realize that, like, these differences are something that's uh, an a, a opportunity to see similarities in other people throughout the world. Right? Mm -hmm. And appreciate them as well for who they are um, uniquely, right? So that's something I I, I quite learned. Yeah, I I love it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, those kinds of things you don't learn from a book or from the internet or just talking about it. When you go out there and see it for real and you see the raw truth of everything, Mm -hmm. um, that's like, I mean, it hits you right away. Like, you go to a different country and it's different from what you see in the news because in the news, they tend to over-report bad news, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go there and you're like, well, there's some really, really caring, lovely people here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the latest thing is with the States, like people harping all over Americans. But, you know, I've traveled extensively all throughout the States, and I can tell you that most people are not... Crazy gun-toting people. I mean, there are people like that. Like, and I've met a few in my travels. I've talked to people who just kind of put me off with their their craziness, their antics. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, you know, I've had really good conversations with with people down south. So um, I kind of have a different view on what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are you going to do this weekend?
2: Well, it's definitely been a bit of a long week, so I think I'm going to lie in bed on Friday and just kind of <laughs> re- recuperate from this, right? Um, I'll, it's my best friend's birthday on the 21st, so it's going to go out and uh, hang out with my friends and catch up with them. It's really important to uh, kind of stay connected with friends and family, right? So I'm going to do that. And then um, I'm going to be pretty much making all the lessons for uh, next week for all my Law 12 class, right? So that's not I'm going to be doing.
0: See? See? That's that's the life of a teacher, isn't
2: it? Mm, I love it too. That's a weird thing, right? I used to yeah. sell batteries. had weekends free, <laughs> and I literally wanted to like jump out the balcony, right, and like head for something concrete. I hated that job so much, um, not because it was bad, because it just was wasn't a good fit for me. So you know, when I found a job where I'm very happy and content with, and it kind of aligns with my values, yeah, it doesn't really feel like work. It's hard to explain. You know what I mean? I'm I interested in the theory, even when I get home. I talk to my girlfriend about. She's also a teacher, right? About educational theory, right? And like, I wouldn't be talking about like sales tactics, right? Who who cares about that? Mm-hmm. But you know, if for me now that I found like a employment, I guess you could say career that I'm really passionate about, I suppose, and I take it quite personally as a, a deeper reason why I'm doing this. Yeah, it's uh it doesn't quite feel like work and I don't mind, you know, um spending the weekend's work and I actually quite enjoy it to be honest. It's exhausting, don't get me wrong, but you know, maybe it's my energy being a new teacher, but uh, you know, it's not as dreadful as everyone says it is, you know.
0: What are some things that you enjoy about planning over the weekend?
2: Uh, planning for, for the week for, or, for the Or planning or, in general, yeah. Well, um, planning in general, I'm pretty much thinking of activities that students could find interesting. So, one thing that I quite like doing in my classes, a lot of my grade 10 grade 12, law 12 kids will tell you is that, students will tell you is that, um, you know, I try to find, um, big idea themes and try to find examples around the world that relate to them personally. Right. So for example, um, I do a lot of like modern day, uh, you know, 2012, 2015 documentary analysis. So we do one about ISIS. I know a lot of students are interested in that. Um, I know a lot, uh, I know a lot of students are interested in, um, you know, gangs in El Salvador, you know, like gang violence, uh, quite a bit about that. So, you know, um, I did a documentary, documentary analysis about that. Um, so finding, if you find a project or, you know, a direction, how you want to teach students that they find engaging and interesting, right? What could elsewise be a boring topic? It's, it's kind of like hitting a home run, right? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. When you see that happen, when, even when you see students who are generally loud and they're very focused, it's a very satisfying feeling because you know you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them. And they're engaged in it. They're, they're learning, right? So um, that's what it all comes down to, I think. I really like the, the brainstorming idea of it and putting it all together. It's kind of like when you get a whole uh, bucket of Lego, right? And you make like a princess castle out of it, right? You know, it's a, it's princess an awesome castle. feeling. Yeah. yeah, From Super Mario, yeah. <laughs> with bowser right Yeah, i'm playing super mario 64 on n64 nowadays uh, my girlfriend's got uh the old school n64 ca- console, so i've been playing super mario GoldenEye? 64 do you have yeah i do yeah oh, the rcp90
0: that's my favorite game ever
2: it's so good all night i'm yeah. so good at power actually, weapons at a facility
0: i didn't have <laughs> i didn't actually have the console but this is <laughs> weird but i only played it I only played it one night. Actually, it's my favorite game ever. It's but so fun. I right? played it at my friend's place over. Uh, it was New Year's Eve, and we we're playing it all night. And I was like, "This is such a great game." Um, and I think you can you can download it for free now. Somebody made somebody recreated it
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for the PC. I don't have a PC at home, unfortunately, but um, yeah, somebody recreated it, so you can you can still play that thing. But you have the original.
2: Yeah, she's got it. So I've been playing it quite a bit lately. One of these, one of these weekends, (laughs) come over. We'll have a a gold night party. That'd be terrific. Yeah, Yeah. perfect darks a good one too. And uh, Super Smash Brothers. That's my Uh game. I really like that game. I played it uh, embarrassingly way too much when I was uh, in high school. So um, maybe that might be reason why grades kind of tanked, right? Because I was so good at using Pikachu to kill everyone. But Uh um, again, that's another game that uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy playing. And you know, I can say that I'm. Good at as sad as that is. <laughs> so the,
0: I mean the games I grew up with were early days because I grew I'm my, my childhood was in the 80s. Um, Atari, so like Pac Man. Yeah, I remember my my cousin inviting us over and he had his Atari, uh, and he had you know E.T. That was a horrible game. <laughs> uh, Pac Man, Space Invaders, all those old games, Pong. Um, so I grew up on some of those games: Burger Time, Donkey Kong. Donkey
2: Kong is awesome. Kong. I yeah. love Donkey Kong.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and then I I got like a um, an early Apple as an Apple IIe. It wasn't real. It wasn't even a real Apple. Like at that time, they actually had compatible computers. So some no name brand Apple,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and played some games on that. And that's kind of well, in high school. High school it was like Tomb Raider. And Doom, the original Doom Wolfenstein. Oh, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein was 3D.
2: so much fun. Where you like press yeah. the, the walls and like you get like the Gatling gun. It yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah,
0: those were good times.
2: Do you ever play um, Mr. King? Do you ever play um, Final Fantasy? That was my
0: no. Thing. I played
2: a no, lot of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Final so Fantasy Seven was a was a game that I'll never forget. Uh-huh. Um, a couple things in my life I won't forget, and that is my name. My birthday my home address uh-huh. and Final Fantasy VII. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I saw the movie remember that movie where it was all um, computer graphics oh yeah yeah, right. and, yeah. Oh, that was the first time I saw something I was like wow they can actually they can do they make people look real mm-hmm. the thing about that it's tricky because if people the people in the movie are even slightly off I think there's something creepy about that
2: yeah it's kind of like it's just it's a little too real yeah. uh and you know it's either too real or it's too unrealistic you know what yeah. i mean they're kind of like blocky and you know like when they're like flying through the air and you know like the the background's kind of sc- scrolling from left to right you know it's like the same picture that's kind of being scrolling right so yeah it's uh it's definitely something that uh quite creepy like you said right
0: oh okay so you're yawning mm. right now during the podcast that's
2: a good sign. No, no, no. I'm um, I, like I said I was I was up till uh, two last night trying to it's report cards. plan and do report cards. but um you know I'm I'm never short on energy, so uh you know, keep it coming, right? Yeah.
0: We've been getting our free coffees all this week too. Oh well, it's been awesome, so, yeah. I've been loving been it. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have nothing else left to say, that's mm-hmm. I guess that's it.
2: Um I've got five things to say. Actually I was talking oh. to uh one of my
0: You have talking points? What is this?
2: Not a talking point, but uh, actually, they're Dr. Seuss quotes. So um, if you hold on a second, Uh, (laughs) I just want to whip them out here. It's because they're they're great life lessons. (laughs) All
0: right. That's here. I think I might know some of these quotes. Yeah.
2: So um, if I can give anyone out there, uh, all the students, or even staff, right, everyone, um, some advice, right? Uh, I'm going to go directly quote Dr. Seuss. Okay. Um, Advice from John. And all the stuff that I've said before, right? So here you go. Perfect. Five lessons in life from Dr. Seuss. Today, you are you. That is truer than true. There's... No one alive who is were you than you. Number two, why fit in when you're born to stand out? Number uh, three, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. Number four, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Uh, number five, today I shall behave as if this is the day I will be remembered. Wow. They're actually, you know... Those S- are good. Dr. Seuss, good. when I was younger, I thought it was just like some creepy you know cat in a hat that like you know followed you and chasing you in your nightmares right but when i went back and read those dr seuss books especially all oh, the places you'll go as like an adult i like
0: yeah gasped i was
2: like that's like a life story right, right. yeah and it's I actually mean, so true
0: you really have to dig deep for dr seuss because a lot of it on the surface it's like because i've read them all to my 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 kids but
2: deep down like, like
0: there's a lot of them that are like what is this she just makes up words to make it rhyme, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. but there, there is something there. Like uh, all the places you'll go, mm-hmm. um, we've got. Uh, I, we shouldn't tell my kids this, but we've got two. We bought two books, my wife and I, and we've been getting every one of uh, their teachers to sign it, like every year, mm-hmm. um, so that by the time they graduate. Um, and they don't know about this. It's like hidden on a shelf. Mm-hmm. So by the time they graduate, they've got these messages from their teachers over the years, which is kind of neat. Like a
2: gift, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. We just have to,
0: remem- we just have to remember to get them signed every year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, it's nice. It's been nice talking to you. And uh, I mean, welcome to our staff. This is your first year here. Yeah. hopefully of, of many years. I
2: I really love it here. I I was telling you actually in the car we're drinking coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not lying about this. Right. Um, I. Definitely like Delvue. Um, I've, I've never felt so welcomed, and, you know, I've never connected so well with the students uh, as I have at Delvue. So um, I wish I'm here for, uh, you know, for a very long time as well, right? So, um, Well, you was- certainly
0: have a really good rapport with the students and the staff, um, so you definitely fit in very well. And like you were saying, I guess you get to, to be yourself when you're here. Mm-hmm. And I do, right? So, you know,
2: Mr. Nakich and I always pull pranks on each other, uh, right? That's yeah. so, fun. Uh, and with the staff, and you know, everyone here is just so wonderful. And uh, yeah, I'm not just saying that just for the sake of saying it, but I do truly mean it. You can tell because the energy level, right? You'll know when I'm, you know, in a good place because, uh, you know, I talk a lot. And I've been talking for like, what, like an hour, <laughs> right? And I get very energetic and passionate. So you, everyone knows how, you know, how appreciative i feel of being here right and how welcomed i feel so you know even after i leave you know even you know if i leave right um which i guess when i leave because i'm beginning teacher hate right, um hopefully not but <laughs> hopefully, um, not. hopefully not but again um, if that does happen all this is definitely a school and a year that will forever be in my mind and i'm not uh, just saying that again right wow. so again uh, final fantasy seven my birthday um my name and uh, my address and actually my time at Delvey. so let's just say oh, that beautiful. how's that?
0: Beautiful way to it. All end. right. Okay. Thanks, John. All okay. right,
2: Thank Take you, care. John. Thank All you, right. JK.
0: Awesome. Well, we have two JKs. We have so many Johns at the school now. I know. But it's terrific. I love it.
1: <laughs>
2: it's terrific. <too>. fantastic. <laughs>
0: Whenever somebody yells, John, in the staff room. It's like, like, we oh, both turn fun, around. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Right. Bye, W. Good night.